<clears throat> we welcome you to live streaming from Landmark Baptist Church here in Lyons, Georgia. Um, turn with me to Hebrews, the fifth chapter, if you would. Let's all stand as we honor God's word by standing. I want to say as you're standing and, and, and getting the, the text, um, I had every intention of, when I started studying this, I had every intention of preaching on uh, uh, verses 7, 8, 9, and 10 here. But I want to tell you, the Lord got me, I guess you could say, locked up on verse 7. And before this message was over with, I was praying and crying too. And I just, the Lord just convicted me of some things that... Uh, during this message, and uh, it, it was almost like uh, this message was for me most of all. And uh, so I pray that the uh, Lord will see fit to bless you as you listen to it and as, as I preach it to you. Um, we're going to read verse 7. That's on, that's one we're going to preach on tonight in, in Hebrews 5, verse 7. Listen to these words, who in the days of his flesh, that's when he was here on the earth, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was heard and that he feared. Most gracious Heavenly Father, again, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the blessings of it. Thank you for taking care of us. Thank you for everything, Lord. We just... We just don't know, uh, we, we, we don't realize what you do for us. Sometimes we just get so busy in the day that we forget how you take care of us and what you do for us. And Lord, those that are here at church that, uh, uh, that have uh, sickness, uh, Brother Gary and Brother Greg and Brother Sam and, and Sister Tara and Sister Christy and Brother Jim, Lord, we're thankful that uh, Christy and Jim are better. And, Lord, we're thankful they will be in the house of the Lord. But, but then, Lord, we got these others, uh, many of these others uh, that, that are on the prayer list. And, and, Lord, I just pray for them, Lord, all these people that is contacting this disease that's going around. Lord, I, I really don't know too much about it. I just, I just know that some people are pulling through it and some people aren't but lord i just pray that you'll protect us and keep us away from it lord and you you know what you have in store for each and every one of us for it's in jesus name i pray amen thank you may be seated <clears throat> the title of the message tonight is i changed the title two or three times uh I don't know if I got into this message or if the Lord got me into it and, and wouldn't let me go. Uh, but um, uh, the title of this message is Dying for Me. Dying for Me. And um, as, you, as you read this, this text, he, he said, Who in the days of his flesh... Now, there was one thing... Christ had in the flesh that most of us, if not all of us, don't have, and that is humility. 
he had humility and that's an important thing you know he was humility wasn't something that he had to act like he had it or humility wasn't something he had to search for he had humility he came here with humility and he came here for one purpose and that was to live a as we said Sunday to live the life he lived and to die the death he died and he did it all for those of his children but he he did it with humility now let me let me give you some of the uh, some of the things concerning this now this is uh, uh, what he's speaking about here is he's speaking about in in the in the human sense now remember this Jesus was as much man as he was God and he was much God as he was man now some people don't understand this that 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 in the human sense he the human part of him did not want to die but the spiritual part of him knew that he had to die and I can't, you might say, well, can we separate that? We can't. We, we just don't have, we don't have what it takes to separate those things. Christ did a, a lot of miraculous things when he was here on earth, but the simple part of his life is often overlooked. The simple part of his life. You know, we, we love to read about where he healed the sick and, and, and made the lame to walk and, and made the, the dumb to talk and, and, and made the, uh, uh, those to, uh, that were, uh, wasn't able to do, made them, lifted them right up and, and healed them. We talk about those things, but one of the simple things is in his life is the simple part of his life was the essence of his life. And that is he came here to die. That was the essence of his life. That was the essence of his life coming here. He came here to die. And on, on the human side of him, and I, I can't, I can't explain all this. I don't, I don't, I don't want you to think that I want you to understand it either because I can't explain all of it. But the human side of him, uh, was, was came here to, he suffered some of the same things as we humans suffer. He went through some of the same things that we human went through. We all of us humans went through, and the human side of him was was there, and and the human side of him had a lot of agony. Now, the spiritual side of him, or the deity side of him, uh, didn't need any spirituality because it was spiritual. But uh, he often offered up prayers and supplications with much humility. And, you know, sometimes I wonder, and this is what began to get me in this message, can we do the same? Can we do the same? Now, he was a human, as much human as he was God, and he was a human just like all of us. He, he suffered a lot of the things we suffer now. He didn't have any infirmities as we have, but but he did have a uh, he he did have a a soul and a spirit, and he he was he was a deity, 
And, and the human part of him was praying to God and, and told God, said, uh, praying in tears, uh, much crying, with, uh, uh, with strong crying and tears unto him, that is God, that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. Now, remember this. When he went to the tree of Calvary, God completely forsook him. God completely turned his face upon him. And the human side of Christ didn't quite understand that. That's the reason he cried out from Calvary, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Here, here he's saying that the only one he has to pray to as far as his life is, con- is concerned is God the Father who can save him from death and was heard in that he feared. So don't, don't feel bad about it. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't feel bad about it if you, if you have some fear of death because he did. He, he had some fear of death. And uh, I've heard people say, well, what is it Christ going to the, going and, and suffering? Then that's what he was supposed to do. And, and, and you, you know, that didn't hurt him none. It did hurt him. It did hurt him. And toward the last of this message is when he had me crying because he, it, it, did, it did hurt him. Can we do the same? Can we with... With much praying and supplications, do it with much humility. Can we do the same when we pray? No, I don't think we do. I think we try to. I think we work at it. But uh, sometimes we just don't do the same. It is very, and, and I learned through this message. God, God taught me through this message. I learned through this message that yes. We can do the same thing. Yes, we can pray unto God with tears and, 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 and much crying and much agony that we can pray unto God. And, and certainly that's something that, uh, that we need to realize. It is very difficult to do, that is the same as, as Christ did, to do when we are most of the time very bold and brazen about almost everything. You know, we, we humans are bold and brazen and we, we don't, we don't want to, uh, uh, drop down in humility. We just don't want to be humble. You know, we, we don't want to, we don't want if, if a man takes our, 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 our coat, then we don't want to give him our cloak also. What do we want to do? We want to take the coat back from him. The same way with if, if a man strikes us, then we don't turn the other cheek for him to strike the other side because we're too busy wanting to get back even with him. See, that's the difference in him and us. That's, that's why that we, that's why we sometimes our prayers are just dull and, and, and they're just of no effect because they are. To humble down to prayer, to prayer, to God is very difficult to do without having God-given humility. 
And I learned that during this message of these, these words that I'm saying today, God taught me these things as I, as I started in this message. And I got so engrossed in this message that I, I said, well, I, I had my text uh, was Hebrews 5, 7 through 10. But uh, I had to go back and just take the uh, 8, 9, and 10 off of there because uh, God got a hold of me on this message. I, I, I can't help it, you know. We often pray for one another, and we, re we really do mean for it to be with much humility, <clears throat> but we often fail in that area of humility. Our praying is just as it is, habitual praying. It's just habitual praying, you know. Some people say, well, I pray all the time. It's just habitual praying. The Lord told us, uh, Jesus, uh, through Paul, the Lord told us, uh, told, told Paul to tell us that, you know, we're to pray without ceasing. But that, that's hard to do. That's hard to do. You know, we, I, I know of people who tell me they go around every day, Lord, uh, please help me. Lord, please help me. And guess what? I, ch I find myself doing the same thing. Every opportunity I have, the Lord, Lord, help me. Lord, will you help me through this day, especially when my back starts hurting and my legs start hurting? I'll just say, Lord, help me through this day, and I'm going along all day long. Lord, help me. Help, help me go where I need to go here. Help me if, if I need to walk, just like tonight, uh, I had to pray to God up here because I, I came back, I walked up here and got things ready and I realized I hadn't sprayed the seats where you all are going to sit. And I, I said, Lord, help me get that can of spray and come in here and spray those seats. And he did. He let me spray them, but I'm not saying it wasn't agony because it was the time I got done, you know. My back was hurting, my legs was hurting. And I just felt like I couldn't, couldn't hardly go any further. I, I'll be honest with you. I know, do you ever get like that where you just, you just get to where you have no, no energy, no want to do anything? And yeah, we do. We do. And, and, and that's a lot the way I was. I came up here and sat down. Oh, it felt so good. I came up here and sat down and then I realized I didn't spray the seats. And I said, Lord, again, I walked down through there praying, Lord, help me to get this done because I know I need to do it. And I got it done, but it wasn't because I prayed with any humility. I prayed that, uh, I just prayed with the fact that, Lord, uh, uh, I need to do this. Will you help me do it? I mean, Lord already knew I was going to do it. He, he wouldn't have laid it on my mind when I was sitting up here if he didn't know I was already going to do it. But I still, I just couldn't, I just felt like, well, even though the Lord wants me to do it, I don't know how I can do it. Jesus prayed to the Father. Now, it says here, when he had offered up prayers and supplication with strong crying and tears unto him, that is God the Father, that was able to save him from death, was heard in that he feared. That's the reason he prayed this prayer. 
That's the reason he prayed with, with tears. Because he prayed out of fear. He didn't pray out of boldness. He didn't pray out of, out of, out of uh, just uh, habitual prayer. He feared. All of you say, well, what does that happen? I mean, how many times did we, all of us in here that are truly saved, we know that God's going to take care of us. But how many times did we fear comes in our life that, that we, we just fear things? It does. It happens. And this is what happened to him with fear. Christ was as much human as he was deity. His humanity did not always understand humanity, for he was sent here with a humble spirit. Now, you, when, when, when he, when, when, when the, just for an example, when he was sitting there after he talked to the Samaritan woman, he was sitting there and the disciples went to McDonald's and got him something to eat. And they brought it back to him, and, and he said, I don't want, I'm not hungry. He said, I've had food that you don't know about. Now, you wonder sometimes, do we ever have enough food of the Spirit that we don't want to eat? He did. The humanity in him said, no, I, I, I just, I, I've had more food than I need. I've had more food than I want. All humans must die. You know, that's it. All humans must die. Now, we're talking about the humanity of Christ. He knew that he must die. Well, all of us know that we must die. All humans must die. And um, Christ was no exception. Christ was sent to the earth to die for his elect children but it was a great apostle Paul who said, and you never, you never would think when you read this, that he was also talking about Christ here. He says, and it is appointed unto man once to die. See, Jesus, the man part of Jesus knew he had to die. The man part of us know that the humanity in us know that we have to die. That's why we pray sometimes so hard that the Lord would just come back and get us. That would be the most wonderful thing ever was. But until the Lord does, then, then we're going to have to just systematically just die. You know, men do that. I think about it. Uh, I was sitting and thinking about when I was preparing this message that, that I have watched a lot of people who are older than me leave this world. I've watched a lot of them. My dad, my mother, my grandparents, my sister, a lot of people, church people that I've been close to, I've watched them. But now it's my turn. Now it's my turn. And then you get to thinking about that. You get to thinking about those things. Adam, in the beginning, secured death for all when he sinned against God. He secured death for, not only did he secure death for us, but he secured death for his own Savior. 
Let me, let, me, let me put it this way. If Adam had not a sin, then there would be no need of redemption. If there was no need of redemption, then there would be no need for a redeemer. If there was no need for a redeemer, then there would, be no, there would, there would not be a need in Christ coming to the world to live as a human. Just think about that for a moment. Jesus secured, or Adam secured this death threat on every one of us when he sinned. When he sinned, not, not only on us, but it was on the Lord Jesus Christ too. It was on him because just like uh, we humans, then he, he must die too. And he was praying about that right, right at this very moment. And that there would be, there would be no need if Adam hadn't sinned. Now I want, I want to say this: Christ was not praying for his exoneration. In, in other words, this thing has stopped. In other words, the sentence. Um, I don't know what's happened to it, but the sentence. Um, uh, of death was put up on him also. He was not praying for his exoneration, but knew that he must die. He knew he must die. He wasn't praying for God to exonerate him because he knew that he must die. I don't know what it is. Really. Big old circle. I guess I done preached it into a circle. Goes going around like I do sometimes. But anyway, he knew this from the foundation of the world. It is said, for then must he often, often have suffered. Now listen to this. For he often has suffered since the foundation of the world, but now once in the end of the world has he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Hebrews 9 and verse 26. You know, he, 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 he came to the world. You know, we, we preach Christ. We preach that Christ came to the world and he just, just went to, went, went to the tree of Calvary with a smile on his face. He didn't do it. He did not do it. Jesus said, My soul is exceeding sorrowful even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. Now he wanted somebody with him when he was about to die. But what did the people do? The people cried out unto, unto him and said, Crucify him, crucify him. And the Bible says they walked by him and wagged their heads. And, and a lot of his disciples stood afar off. Before all that happened, Peter even forsook him. But yet, he was dying for us. Lord, if, if I could just pray with such agony because of my sins, here's where I lost it. I'm serious. 
Here's where I lost it. I hate sin. I wrote, I wrote this down. I hate sin. I hate what it does to me and what I know it does to those I love so dearly. I know what sin does to us. I know what sin, what sin, how sin will destroy us. I hate sin. I hate sin. I, I can't stand sin. I hate it with a passion. I hate it with much tears and much supplication. I hate sin. My sins, my sins are heavy on me, but I hate that they were much more burden on on my Savior. The burden of my sins on him, just my sins. The burden of my sins on him was was great. I know I know that the burden of sins are a burden on me. My own sins are a burden. But they're also a burden on him. As he took them to Golgotha's hill with him. I don't deserve to be called God's child. I don't. I don't. I tell you, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Be, I don't deserve to be called God's child. But I always have wondered at this one verse. This is where this one verse comes into play in my life. But what matter of love hath the Father bestowed upon me or us? that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. There is one problem with us. There is one problem with us. The world knows us too well, and it should not. The world knows me too well, and it should not. I intended to preach on all the verses in this text, but I had to stop this message. I have to stop this message. Because of the burden of much sin. I can't go no further. I couldn't go no further. I was already crying. And because of my sins. And I was praying unto God. I was crying. Lord. Lord. Where, where did I go wrong? Why am I after 53 years. Of preaching to people. Why am I sitting here today. With this great burden of sin upon me. When Christ took all the burden with him. Why am I? Why do I have it? And I'm going to tell you. If you sit and think about it. You'll wonder why you have it too. Why is it that sin brings a great burden upon you? Let me tell you folks. There is nothing like Holy Spirit conviction. Nothing like it. I know when the Lord saved me, he, the Holy Spirit convicted me of my sins. I realized that the sins that I had were going to send me to hell. 
and, and the Lord convicted me of my sins, and, and, and I, couldn't, I couldn't do anything but go to him and ask and plead and pray to him that he would save me. And thank him that he died for me. Not, not ever thinking that sins was a burden on him too, though he was not sinful. But sins were a burden on him too. My sins were a burden on him. Your sins were a burden on him. As he went to Golgotha's hill. Why did everything happen the way it happened? Because of the burden of sin that was up on him. He knew he had to do it. Can you imagine him going to Golgotha's hill, carrying the very tree that they were going to hang him on? And all through his mind and heart was going, Lord, be with me. Lord, watch over me. And then when he was nailed to that tree, he realized that the Father had turned his face upon him. And he cried out again, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Just when I need you, Lord, just when I need you, you have forsaken me. And I'm sure he looked out over that crowd of people and he said, These people have forsaken me. These have forsaken me. Peter, Peter forsook him. The others, after he died there on Golgotha's hill, the others said it was good to have him with us. But we don't have him with us anymore. Let me tell you, folks. It is good that he is still with us. It is good that he is still convicting us. I, I had done forgotten about what conviction was until I started preaching this message. I intended to preach all the verses in this text, but I had to stop this message because of the burden of much sin. And the only thing I've got to say now in closing is may God have mercy on all of us. May God have mercy on all of us. All right, let's all